Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want to read some stuff to you today that I think can help you. Um, We're going to stay on this series. I've been kind of like... um, I really want you to get this. I've been reading in the Amplified because I think it just really expounds better. I need you guys to do one thing for this whole series. I need you just to believe and elevate your level of belief. That's all I need. Um, I'm going to tell you some stuff that I think is going to be, I know it's going to be life-changing, and I really believe it's going to be life-changing, but you are going to have to just believe what I tell you about you according to the Word of God. For some of it, it's going to stretch your head because you're going to think, can I really believe that about me? Yes, you can. Because what I want you to know and what I want you to understand is that this is true about you, whether you understand it or not, and you're going to have to stretch your faith and believe it and access this righteous position because it's for you. If you don't take faith and mix it in the message, you're going to reject. If you reject, you cannot partake. So just go, okay, if that's what the Bible says about me, I'm going to reprogram my thinking according to the word of God. I'm not going to think what I want to think about me. Because I got news for you guys, and I say this with all due respect, you're not allowed to think what you want to think about you. You're not allowed to. Because you're you're not who you think you are. So you're not allowed to think who you want to think you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think this about me. Who Who are you to think? You know, sometimes it's like, look, if your life's not your own, you're not allowed to believe what you want to believe about you. Your life ain't your own. You know what I'm saying? You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. Amen? You know, it's funny, like, military people, you really, thank God, bless you guys. You guys understand what I'm talking about. When you join the military, you don't become property of you anymore. You're property of the United States government, man. You can't just go do what you want to go do with yourself. Amen? You belong. They're like, they tell you what you can do. Come on, somebody. They tell you what you could do with your body. I thought this was my body. Your body ain't back here on time. Your body's in trouble. You know what I mean? They, 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 you got regimented rules. You're a citizen of heaven, guys. Believe what the Bible says about you. Don't believe what you want to think about you because you're a whole lot better than you think you are. Because this is what I want to talk about today, and I want you to get in this thing. I want you to just take some good notes, write them down. I know they're life-changing because how many know when you start looking at the word of God and the image of that word starts looking back at you, you're going to change. Righteousness will solve your spiritual problems. Write that down. Righteousness will solve your spiritual problems. No one can contact anything until they contact God. I'm telling you, missing me, man. You will live in an inferiority complex for the rest of your life. No person reaches the place of rest in the spirit until they've made contact with God. You are not going to have spiritual rest in your relationship with God until you get to the place of righteousness. You're always going to be trying to achieve something that seems like almost an unobtainable goal because it's always like in front. It's like the carrot, you know, and you reach and it goes a little further. Righteousness removes the nonsense of you feeling like I'm not enough. The church has taught you for a decade you're not enough. You're getting better. You know, even I use some of the terminology, and you know what I'm saying. You're not what you want to be. You're a whole lot better than you used to be, but... We got to understand, we're encouraging people in certain seasons, but this season, I'm talking about revealing righteousness in you, that you never go back to anywhere else, but I am in the position I need to be, and I have achieved. You're like, look at your neighbor saying, you're as good as you're going to get. Look at your other neighbor say, you're as good as you're going to get. It's the God's honest truth. Now, ladies, don't expect more out of him. That's as good as he's going to be. Don't push his buttons. He can't get no better. I mean, he's about as good as he's going to get. Amen? That's funny. You should have laughed. I'm trying to get some of you out of trouble, but you just keep getting right back in it, don't you now? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. What do I mean by that? I mean, you're as good as you're going to get. I mean, your DNA has been changed and transformed forever. So don't get caught up in works because works ain't telling me nothing about where you're going. Amen? Remember, this man has no approach to God. Now, listen. Right now, the born-again man does, but listen. A man, in this sense, had no approach to God. He had a sense of condemnation, an inferiority complex. Sin made him a coward. Okay? Sin robbed him of faith in himself, in man, and in God. This is what happened, man. This thing was devastating. Adam's sin was devastating because it was not just disconnection from God. It was disconnection from your identity. It messed you up, man. That's why you got to reprogram yourself. Okay? 
when Adam fell, and we're going to look at it, and you can look at it in, in, in uh, Genesis chapter 3. It's very important that we see this. God lost sin consciousness, holds you in bondage. You have no right to approach God. It makes you really weird. It's a sense of guilt, inferiority, failure, weakness. It makes you reason, and that reason is going to cause problems. It makes you reason everything. This is where we came from. Whether you want to believe it or not, you've been programmed in it. You, you were in Adam. If I go too fast, slow me down. You were in Adam, so you can't get out of this. This is what you were. The only way to get out of it is get in Christ. But I got news for you. Most of you got in Christ and then rejected everything Christ is saying about you because you just think you're Adam. You ain't Adam. You know what I'm saying? You ain't Christ. Look what he says here. Now, I love this because this is really important. When you go over here to Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to flip there too. We'll read all the way 12. I don't need to. The eyes of the two of them were open. That is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked. And they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves. Look at this. Keep going. Made themselves coverings. They covered themselves. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool in the afternoon breeze of the day. So the man, the man and his wife hidden, kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord thy God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called unto Adam and said, where are you? Why are you, why are you hiding? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Well, wait a minute. He's afraid. Now he's afraid. Write this down. Fear came in the fall. Man was never to be afraid a day in his life, but fear came in the fall because with the fall, fear found its power. And fear is, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, amen? And here's the good, you ready for this one? What do you say? Perfect love casts out fear, amen? So you see what it is? When man doesn't understand the relationship of God's love, he's afraid, He's separated from it and afraid of it. And now he's all messed up and walking in fear and all goofy. And I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you're naked, boy? You didn't even know what naked was. You were covered and it was cute and now you're naked. You don't even know what naked was. How'd that happen? Now you got an awareness of sin, but watch this. You got an awareness of shame. Now, I got news for you. Sin, oh, you better get this now. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Sin, shame, guilt, all that stuff, Jesus annihilated it. You don't have to be ashamed of your past because Jesus took care of it, amen? You don't have to really carry that regret into the future because Jesus took care of it. You don't have to look at your life and think like, oh, my God, I'm a dud. No, you're not. You're stepping into a brand new season of change and transformation because I understand the revelation of righteousness and righteousness has reestablished what I had destroyed by my lack of faith and an inability to walk with God. Now, I'm going to show you now. You're going to get this thing. You see it? He didn't even know what's going on. He's like, how do you know you're naked? How do you know all this stuff? Did you eat it? Look what he says. Look what he says in verse 11. Who told you you naked? Did you eat of that tree? Did you touch what I told you not to touch? Did you partake of what I told you not to partake of? I commanded you don't eat it, but you did it anyway. Look at verse 12. He said, that little snake got you. <laughs> but he said, before the snake got me, it was her fault. <laughs> See, guys are blamers, man. Yeah, your husband's a blamer. He, takes, he will not take responsibility. Look, I'm going to help you ladies. Now, don't throw Listen, I'm going to help you. If you pay attention to me, men are blamers. They don't take responsibility for nothing. Everything that goes wrong is your fault first. We ain't got no peanut butter in the house. Your fault. Your girls are, you know what? I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember every one of your faces. You're not helping me. I'm getting myself in trouble with all these guys, and you're doing nothing for me. You're not even amen. You're not, uh, yeah. Yeah, this single lady's going amen. No, help me. Help me. Help me more. Yeah, amen. Oh, your wife's really getting in there. Praise God, pastor. I love it. Glory to God. Yeah, that's what we do. We blame. Hey, Adam, why you just, hey, she did it. <laughs> it's the woman you gave me. No, it was you, bro. But look what he said. He said, the woman now who's giving me, she gave me the fruit. <laughs> He's so stupid. Adam sounds, doesn't Adam sound stupid? Adam sounds stupid right now. You guys are, come on, have fun. Listen, can you look at Adam? Here's God. Adam, what are you doing? Uh, 
the woman whom thou gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit, and I ate it. <laughs> you big dummy. Right? Like the guy, right? The total like, no, you did it because you didn't listen. Now listen, remember this, write this down for all you note takers. If God doesn't want you to have it, it's not good for you. God's not trying to keep something from you. Look, I want to do this, I want to do that, business stuff, anything. Uh, 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 somebody in your life, you know what I'm saying? But I really want somebody. Not at the expense of not having God in it. You don't need it that bad. Come on. <laughs> or, you know, I, want, I got this great business idea. And God says, no, you better run. You better run, man. Don't get in nothing that God don't need you to get in. God's a good God. Sit with God and go slow. Because once you touch sin, we got a problem. Now, sin's a problem, okay? So let me show you how we're going to break this down. Woo, come on, somebody. You ready for this? The sense of guilt and all that stuff, we're going to knock that all out. Okay, so here's my question. If the church is, now, the church has been strong in teaching you, you ain't there yet. You know, you're going to get there. Well, how are you going to understand this stuff? My question is then, when is perfectness achieved? Well, wait, now, wait a minute. What does it mean? Look what he says in Romans 8, 37. He said, you're complete in him. If I'm complete, when am I going to be complete? Now, I understand you're a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. But I want to talk about your position in Christ the minute you get born again. Just because I haven't renewed my mind to who I am and my body hasn't caught up yet, guess what? This is my position, whether I'm aware of it or not. So I don't want to dilute. You know, I think I was with you. I think I was with you. Somebody just bought, somebody just, we went, we went and got, we went and got, we were out, and somebody got um, tea. Was it you? The thing was diluted. I knew the tea wasn't right. It was tea. That's what it was. Somebody said, oh, can I have an iced tea? And this tea looked like water. And I looked at it. It was yours, I think. And I said, man, that stuff looked nasty. You know, it's just iced tea. Iced tea in the thing, in the glass. I said, you know what? That tea looks diluted. I said, I bet you don't, don't taste good. And all of a sudden, she's like, you know what? Can you get me a new tea? This is really watered down. And I said, man, I said, I knew by just looking at it. Just knew by looking at it, something wasn't right. And this is what happens with righteousness. We dilute it because of religion. You know what I'm saying? It gets diluted. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like you got this tea or you got something here, and it's so watered down, it don't taste like it's supposed to taste. You ever have Coke that's bad? Like, I don't drink soda, but you ever have, you get something and it ain't right? The sugar ain't right or something ain't right and it's messed up and you put it, it's like something ain't right with that. Can you take it back? Can you, this don't taste right. Amen. It's diluted. Amen. And righteousness gets diluted because of religion. Amen. Religion, because religion trying to control you and make you come to church because you're getting better. Amen. But here's, I got news for you. When you find out how good he is, come on, somebody, you're going to want to come to church. When you find out how good he is, you're going to want to know everything he said. When you find out how good he is, amen, you're going to want to know everything about him. Now, listen, now, when you start seeing righteousness revealed, this is going to blow you out of the water. This don't make no sense. And half the preachers you listen to don't know what they're talking about. They're like, well, you know, brother, your old man is raising up on the inside of you. You ain't got no old man inside of you. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Never been one like you before. Start believing what God said about you. Empower yourself through revelation. Well, that's my old man. Now, you know, I told my church, you know, we, got a, we, got, we have a very diverse group here. I said, that's just the Puerto Rican rising up in you. That's just the Italian rising up in me. No, you ain't not old Puerto Rican Italian in you no more. You're in Christ Jesus. You know what I mean? Got all my Latino people saying, hey. No, come on, man. No, you don't. No. Yeah. Can't be screaming at everybody because I'm Italian, even though I do. Come on. <laughs> come on. I got to live in the new man. Come on. You're a new creature in Christ. Hey, you know what? You better live up to your brand. Woo. You better write that down. Somebody need to tweet that. Live up to your brand. Amen? Live up to your brand. You're over there, you know, thinking like, you got it, you got it, you got it. I don't want to say names of places. You're going to get mad. You know what I mean? Some of you got, you know, you got a, God's got a palace mentality and you got a pauper mentality. Get rid of that pauper mentality. Put a palace mentality on. You understand? Think right. Believe right. Act, fake it till you make it. You ever go somewhere fancy? You don't, you don't even know what to do? I've been there. You ever been there? I told you, I don't even have so many spoons. I got nervous, Jeannie. I said, my God in heaven, what are they going to do with all this silverware? I waited. Yeah, I watched somebody else move first, Daryl. That's what you did. Chill. The stuff was cool on the side. I knew you work in and out and all that. But I was like, what do you do with the stuff on the top? <laughs> top stuff was jacking me up. I'd never been nowhere that had top stuff. 
I said, what's all this stuff on the top for? I said, just be cool, bro. Act like you're supposed to be here. I was like, hello. <laughs> Who you with, him? <laughs> I didn't even belong. I was like, I don't even belong here, bro. I don't even know what you people are talking about. It's like, this is a billion-dollar table with all the they were made so much money, these cats were making. They had, I told you what happened. They had Siegfried and Roy. You know when you go to Vegas yes. and you see the Tigers? Yep. They brought the Tigers to the event in Florida. I was in Naples. Yeah, the white one. That dude was there. Said, that's that dude from TV, the Freud guy, Freud, whatever. They were didn't get bit. They got bit. The dude got bit or something. But that was before bit, pre-bit. All right? So I was like, my God in heaven, these people got, they, they, didn't just, they didn't just watch it on video. They were there, live tigers. I was like, this could be bad. What if this thing gets out? <laughs> I think this tiger gets out, bro, I'm running. I don't care how dignified this event is. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I was like, what do I do? They're like, I'm like, hey, I'm, yeah. Puff up a little bit. Act like you're supposed to be there. Praise the Lord. Where's my seat? <sighs> you got to move in areas and live up to your potential. But I got news for you. You better believe it before you're going to see it. You better believe it before you're going to see it. Because if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it unless you believe it. Just believe it. You don't have to critique it. And you, let me tell you, do you deserve it? You don't deserve nothing. You deserve to go hang up on a cross and die. But guess what? Jesus decided, I'll take that place and you take my place. That's the truth. He said, so why are you going to take the shame of it? Wait till I get in this thing, all right? Listen to me. No, I'm just trying to tell you. Sometimes, let's say fake it till you make it. You are it. Just step in it. You understand what I'm saying? Just step in and act like you belong. And don't tell me you're going to give it to me if you don't want to give it to me. So he wants to give it to you, so take your place. All right, that's neither here nor there. So listen, here, all these things were more than conquerors, right? Come on, if you're more than a conqueror, when? Now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When? Now. I can do all this stuff right now. I got it now. I got it now. Look at, look at righteousness. I want you to look at this. Look at Romans 3.21. We're going to read this in the Amplified, and, 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 and I want you to see this because this is really important, and I'm going to move forward here because revelation of righteousness is key to your activation of freedom from all this stuff. Now, I'm trying to get you free from the guilt. Go to Romans 3.21. I'm trying to get you free from the guilt. I'm trying to get you free from, free from the shame, the sin, all that nonsense, all right? So we're going to be quick. But now the righteousness of God. Now, you got, now, listen, when I read this, don't start critiquing it based on your head. Just go, okay, if this is what you want me to have, this is what we're going to have. Now, the righteousness of God, which has been clearly revealed independently and completely apart from the law, Though it was what actually confirmed by the law and the words written of there of the prophets, right? What is he saying? He's saying, look, this thing was in the law. He spoke about it. He told you about it. But the law ain't got nothing to do with working it or fulfilling it. But it's been written by the prophets that a man is not going to be righteous by works, but righteous by faith. Okay? But now we've got to understand something. So how do you get righteous by faith? You just believe. That's crazy. But that's the gospel. Does that make sense? Why are you, why are you complicating the simplicity of something? Because I'm going to tell you why you are. That's what religion wants you to do. That, well, what about sin? Man, when I'm done preaching this stuff after a month, you're going to be like, what sin? You only got one thing. You're either in faith. I must say something. I'm going to get in trouble with some of you, but don't theologically come at me because I'm going to hammer you. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Sin has been done away with. You got one sin, you walking out of faith. That's the only sin you got. You, there ain't no such thing. Sinning, no sinning, you're either in faith or unbelief. When you step in unbelief, you step out of righteousness and you step into sin. That's the Bible. Not because you're a sinner, but because the byproduct of stepping out of faith is sin. Does that make sense? So all you got to do, little Christian, little cute, little Christian, fuzzy-headed little Christian you, is believe. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. That's all you got to do. You understand? Know like, well, praise be to God. You know, let's theologically look at it. What do you mean, theologically look at it? Why? Jesus put it on him and put him on you and took it to the cross. And then night later, why am I still doing it? Because you ain't got an unrenewed, your unrenewed mind is messing you up. Your unrenewed mind. You don't know you're free from it. Somebody said, well, can I do this? You can do whatever you want to do as a Christian. But here's the problem. Don't use your body as a member of unrighteousness, but use your body as a member of righteousness. You understand that? You over there smoking a blunt over there. That ain't glorifying God. Did he just say blunt in church? Yeah, I did. And don't act like you don't smoke it. Cut it out. 
Y'all weird, echo y'all. I see, I, I have clinically medical marijuana. No, you got a legal right to use drugs. Cut it out. Listen, that was funny. You missed a great place to laugh, but some of you are probably high right now. So come on. <laughs> come stay with a brother. Come on, smile on your brother. Let us love one another right now. Come on, right now, right now. Watch what I'm saying. What you're doing is this. You're, you're missing, you're, show me you high in this section over here. No, let, God, let, you're missing, you're missing, what do you mean? You don't use your member as unrighteousness. Keep your members, you got power over your body. Your body doesn't have power over you. Jesus nailed it to the cross and said, pay the price. So what's he mean? He means this. He means be empowered through faith and tell your body no. Tell your body no. Somebody's got to tell your head no. Somebody's got to tell your body no. Somebody's got to tell your mind no. Somebody's got to tell you no. Otherwise, you'll live lawless. The law is written on your heart. You know right from wrong. Ain't nobody got to tell you what's up. Walk in faith. That's why you don't give over. That's why you don't, that's why you don't stay in an arena you don't need to stay in. You shut it down. See what I'm saying? Just making sense. You ain't, you ain't bound by nothing. You're free from everything. You got power over it. Once you see you're righteous, you're going to say, nah, I ain't playing with that no more. I got power over it. Listen to me, man. Hey, look, I know some of you, got, you have a problem with stuff, but the problem with stuff is over once you, here, once you get righteous, your prayer life, confess, you got to get right, you got you to do it like this, right standing with God, boom. Your prayer life, when you know you're righteous, it's good, Jesus, let me do the praying, in all due respect, I got this one. See, that blew you out right there. But you're right, you're just as righteous as Jesus. Look, bro, if he gave me his spot, ain't I him? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am, and so are you. If you gave me your seat, I got on the plane, right? And you said, hey, take my seat. And I sit where you sit, I'm gonna eat what you ate in that seat. I'm gonna get what you get in that seat. Come on, you see what I'm saying? He said, take my seat. Take my name. My God in heaven, take your name. Look, when you get married, you take the other person. My wife took my name. She becomes one with me. Hello? He said, take my name, take my seat, and take my jurisdiction in the earth and go have dominion. My God in heaven. What else you need? What else you need? And by the way, I'm leaving. Where are you going? I'm sending you the Holy Ghost. He's going to go with you. Because what you don't understand, with dominion and earth and power, I'm going to give you a guide to help you. My God in heaven, you can't screw this up. Just stay in it. Don't come out of it. And don't let nobody convince you nothing different. Because I'm telling you the truth. Look what it says here. The righteousness of God comes through faith. You see that? How does righteousness come? Faith is your belief, right? In Jesus Christ for who? Somebody. Only the good Christians, only the saved people, only the people that say prayers, only the people that act right in church, only for the people that showed up today with a tie on. For all, all those Jew or Gentile who believe and trust in him, acknowledging him as God's son. There's no distinction. You see that? How do you become righteous through faith? Through faith in Christ. When you believed in Christ, you were made righteous. Based on works, based on faith. He's going to tell you about this. Look, we read through 26. Keep going. Watch. The righteousness comes through faith, right? Look at 23. There's no distinction between Jew and Greek. Go. Watch. Since all have sinned and continually fall short of God. Everybody reads that and gets whacked out. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, but guess what? I got news for you. You're righteous. You ain't no sinner. You used to, you ain't got no problem with sin because you are not a sinner. You are righteous. When you step out of righteousness, you step in unrighteousness. When you step in unrighteousness, you step in sin. But if you just stay in your lane, you ain't got no problem with it because sin ain't got no power over you. You got dominion over all of it because you're the righteous God in Christ Jesus. You see it? Just like the curse is in the earth. You don't mess with the curse. You got dominion over the curse. You just walk in the blessing. You'll never be affected by the curse. You see this? But the minute you start, you know what it is? Everywhere you disconnect in faith, you have to deal with the fall of man. Everywhere you disconnect with faith, you have to deal with the fallen man. If you go in there and go, I don't know about that prosperity, preacher. You'll be broke, stay broke, and look like the broke people in the earth. I don't know about that healed body, preacher. 
I don't know if I, I don't know. He's screaming and yelling about Jesus saving me. He said, yeah, I don't know. I think he's crazy. I, I don't know if I'll ever get healed. You won't. You live there sick, you'll probably die. Hallelujah. Whatever you need to do to work your faith out. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Don't reject this stuff. Believe it. I'm not going to. Did the preacher say, I don't want to walk in. I'm not going to forgive. Are you crazy? Those people are mean. I'm, no, you keep walking in unforgiveness. See how good that works. You won't get none of your prayers answered. You'll live like lost people in the earth. That's not your position or your place, amen? Rebuke that nonsense and stay in the world. There's whole denominations right now that say the Holy Ghost ain't for today. They saved, they're going to heaven, they're going to be, but they ain't going to pray in no tongues. You understand what I'm saying? You could be in the body and in the family, but have unrighteousness in areas of your life and be in trouble. He said, with the heart man believes in the righteous, with the mouth confession is there unto made salvation. That's Romans 10. The word is not in you, the word of faith which we preach. The word is not, it's in the mouth and in thy heart. Everywhere you don't have agreement in the mouth and the heart, you are not in the position of righteousness. That's how you got saved. You got to agree. See it? So let's just read, right? 24. And being justified, ooh, I love this, declared free. Oh, you better write that down. Write that down. The guilt of sin. Write it down. The guilt of sin. You're free. Everybody say, I'm free from the guilt of sin. Oh, my God. I feel like running. What did you say? I said, the guilt. how many of you sin? Don't raise your hand. You know what I'm saying? But that thing will come back and try to haunt you. The guilt of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. This is so good. Man, like you jacked up a season of your life or made a mistake, and that thing just tries to come and haunt you. Look what you did. Look what you Oh, you can bury it. I said you can bury it. You can bury it. Bury it. He buried it. You don't have to sit there. I did something in 73 haunting you, and it's 2012. No more. He paid the price for my sin and the shame that came with it. That's why he asked him, why are you naked? Who told, boy, who told you you're naked? How you know you're naked? How you know you're naked? So you never had naked figured out before, kid. Walking around naked as a jaybird. This joker don't even know it. Because there was no sin. There was no sin. But when sin showed up, man had shame. God don't want you to have no shame. He took your shame away. Woo! He took the shame out of it. My God in heaven, I'm preaching myself happy. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? He took the shame out of it. I got to go, let me, let me repeat your past. My past is buried in the shame of it too. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. The goodness of God make you want to run. Make you want to shout. Hallelujah. I'm going to run and shout whether you come with me or not. Yeah, because I'm telling you what, God is so good. You reading this? My God in heaven, ain't this good? I'm, I'm preaching to me, praise God. And being justified, declared what? Free the guilt of sin. Woo! I'm free of all the guilt. All the sin. Man, I told you that time, I was in Bible school. Remember I tell you that story? Man, I got messed up. I'll tell you a story, right? I'm in the balcony. I'm in the balcony, Rama. I'm going through it, bro. I was going through I wasn't doing nothing wrong, but I'm going through it. I was doing nothing wrong here. I was just living it right, going to prayer school. I'm like, what else am I supposed to do? I'm like, Jesus, man, but I was going through it. I'm in the balcony. I feel like I'm not hitting the mark. I don't know what's going on. I'm in the balcony. Man, the hair on my neck stood up. I said, man, I feel the hair on my neck go up. I knew God got on me. I was, I was, I was, I was stressed out. I was trying to figure it out. I'm in Bible school. You know, you just try to figure this all out. And the hair on my neck stood up. I was worshiping God, trying to worship God. And, man, I, I just was like, man, the power got hit me. And I was like, Jesus. And I kind of did like this, like, Jesus. You know, sitting in my, the sat down there, I was like, Jesus. And I hear those words in my heart. He said, every time I see your sin and your shame, I can hear it in my heart. Every time I see your sin and shame, when I go to cover my eyes, I see you through the holes in my hands. And there's no blame. Man, it hit me. I said, what did he say? He said, every time I go to, every time I see, because it was bugging me. I wasn't missing it. Like, I wasn't doing nothing. I was trying to live. But I was pressed, man. I was probably the enemy trying to press me to quit. Just quit, bro. Go home. You ain't nothing, kid. You ain't going to preach no gospel. You think you are. Go home. Go home. You ain't, you, ain't got no, you ain't got no gift. Why are you even here? Go home. I said, I don't know. I'm in this balcony freaking out, but I, I ain't, I, I'm going to die in the balcony because I ain't leaving. I don't know. He said, when I go to see what you consider to be your sin and your shame, there's no more blame because I'll see you through those holes in my hands. Man, I said, God, you're so good. I felt like running that balcony. 
Did that a couple times, but I said, you're so good. He don't see that. Don't let it keep you bound. It's not who you are. He took it, nailed it to a cross, annihilated it. And being justified, declared free, guilt of sin, made acceptable to God, and granted eternal life, acceptable to God, righteousness. What? As a gift by his precious, undeserving grace. This is all undeserved. Do you understand that? I don't deserve none of it. I deserve to go up on a cross and die. But he took that place too. Praise be to God. Through the redemption and what? The payment of our sin, which is provided in Christ Jesus. That was his idea. His payment provided in Christ Jesus, what? He paid for it. Man, he paid the ransom. Now watch this now. Watch this now. 25, here we go. 25, who what? Who God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world as a life-giving sacrifice. Now pay, you got to pay attention. Don't go, y'all missing it. Some of you missing it. Because you can't, you can't, you can't. Listen, I'm not saying it in a mean way. You can't get distracted in what I'm telling you right now. That's not hype. But if you get distracted, it's going to go over your head and you're going to miss it. And I'm not, I can't take everybody on this rodeo with me, but somebody got to come with me. So don't get distracted. 25, 20, I'm telling you, I'm good at this. 25 and 26 going to change your life. But you got to see this thing. Because, well, how did this all work? Because somebody righteous had to pay the price for somebody unrighteous. And if you don't understand this, it's going, it, 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 just pay attention. When God displayed publicly, whom God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world, Jesus, as a life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation through propitiation, fancy word for the sacrifice on the cross, by his blood to be received through faith. Just receive it. Okay, this was the plan. You weren't here for the plan. You were just a byproduct of the plan. Look at verse 26. Here we go. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. Underline it, meditate, marinate, stay in it. You got it? I'm a walking word, bro. Come on, man. Come on, Jer. You got this thing. Right now, watch this now. Now, check this out. You ready? You okay? You got like 15 more minutes? Okay, now watch this. Now, you got to get this, right? Jesus was a perfect man, righteous in his position from the beginning because he never sinned, okay? You understand what I'm saying? So he maintained righteousness based on works. I'm going to throw something. You better get, you never heard that before. Because I'm in a place of revelation knowledge. He, Jesus obtained righteousness by works. It wasn't his faith. He did the work. Born of a virgin, came here spotless, stood spotless. He spoke, I did it. He said, sit, I sat. He said, run, I ran. He said, pray, I prayed. I sweat drops of blood in a garden. I did it through work. So you could just receive it by faith. Oh, I'm going to run. I put the work in so you could take faith and pull it out. I never slipped. I never sinned. I never touched it. I never came near it. I didn't. It was there. He said, I wanted to maybe even touch it one day, but I said, not my will, but thine will be done. I don't want to drink the cup, but I'll drink it anyway. I'll obey you. I'll listen. This is not hype. This is revelation. He did it through works. He was born of a virgin. He never had sin in his bloodline. He never had DNA sin. He went into hell and devil thought he got him. He said, I got you now. He said, you don't understand. I'm the only man that has never sinned. Never seen one before like me. There's never been one before and there'll never be one after because I'm a sinless man. I am a sacrificial lamb without no spot nor blemish. I've never touched it, never been near it. I never even really thought about it. So because I'm not part of it, you can't put nothing on me because I am the eternal sacrifice for the sin of the world. I'm the lamb that was slain before the sin of the world ever showed up. Before the foundations of the earth, I was a sacrifice. And this is what's scary. This will make you want to cry. And Jesus knew from the minute of understanding that his only reason to be on earth was to pay the penalty. The weight that he had to live with would probably crush you. From the minute he could understand why he was here, he knew it was for one reason. To pay for your sin. And every decision he made, every minute of the day, every moment he breathed, every second he stood, everything he did, he knew if I mess up, they're doomed. 
So today I get up, I got to realize I can't make a mistake because if I make a mistake, they're in the balance. If I go right when I'm supposed to go left, they're in the balance. If I go wrong way and I do, if I do, I don't want to do, but I got to do because if I don't do, they're going to be in the balance. If I mess up today, if I come over, if I screw, I'm talking 365, day after day, minute after minute, second after second, step after step, everything I got to do, I got to do for them because if I step out, they can't step in. If I step out, they can't become. I got to stay in there. I can't leave it. can't leave. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, well, what are you doing? And now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He fulfilled it through works. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. What do you mean his righteousness? Oh, John, baptize me. I'm too... Uh, I don't want to baptize you because that means I'm your pastor. He said, you need to fulfill righteousness, kid. Do it anyway. Heaven opened up and said, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Why? Because he's fulfilling the righteous decisions he needs to make, even though they're the hardest decisions a man can make. He made them anyway. Made them anyway. And he did it with his work. What do you mean his work? He was the only one that could. He worked it so you can faith it. I never stepped out of fellowship with him. And you can have the benefit of what I did, and all you got to do is believe. My God. Because I obeyed. Through one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world, but through one man's obedience, life and peace and in the earth. It wasn't fair to fall with Adam, but it wasn't also fair to resurrect with Jesus. But you get the benefit of both if you believe. What do you mean the benefit of both? Well, there was no benefit in Adam's fall, but guess what? You were going to pay the price for it. Not based by what you did, but based by what you were born into. So why not be born into the blessing and take your place there? Come on, see this? This was to demonstrate the righteous with demands punishment. Because in his forbearance, he, his deliberate restraint, he passed over the sins previously. Committed before Jesus' crucifixion. See it? I'm taking them on me. So you don't have to put it on you. They were here before you showed up. I'm in the earth to make sure I take it away. Because nobody can. Watch 26. Watch, you see that? His righteousness has been revealed. Watch this. It was to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time. So that Jesus would be the just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus Christ and rely confidently on him as Savior. My God. Want to read one more? Watch, read one more. Then what becomes of our boasting? Can't boast about nothing. What do you mean you can't boast? You can't boast about What are you going to say you did? Jesus could have boasted and decided not to. You got no place to boast and should not either. Ruled out, banished, on what principle? On the principle of good works. No, but on the principle of faith. It's the law of faith. You didn't get it because of good works. You got it based on faith. That's what he says in Romans. He says, what law? The law of works or the law of faith? He said, not the law of faith got you here. Because faith is a law. You understand that? Faith is a law that produces the blessing. You see it? Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The principle of faith. Now watch. I'm going to flip this thing so you can see this just for a minute, okay? Now write this down. You got that? You're still in this thing, right? You feel it? It's going it's to work you for a little bit. The revelation of righteousness. We understand righteousness means the ability to stand in the presence of Father God without the sense of guilt or inferiority. Write that down. Righteousness is not just a position. It's a position that produces a place of no guilt and no inferiority. It is righteousness as a force to empower basically the oneness with Christ to make you have the same identity or same mind that he has on him. It's an understanding that it's connected to what? It's not just an attitude of the mind. It's a position of the heart. It's your heart thing that gives you the attitude of the mind. Let me explain it like this. This has been the, the, the greatest quest of man. God dealt with the sin problem. He put sin away by the sacrifice of his son. He has made it possible on legal grounds. Now, you got, now just stay with me, okay? You all right this? Now, you got to read this. Pull this in your spirit. He has put sin away 
by the sacrifice of his son. He has made it possible on legal grounds for a man who was spiritually dead and that was in union with Satan to become a new creation in Christ, receiving the very nature and life of God. The life and nature of God is righteousness. Write that down. The life and nature of God is righteousness. So the minute you get with God, you get righteous. Okay? You see it? He, we believed and we received. Now here's the thing, because you got to fall with Adam. Look, man, you're doomed. We're in Adam. You can't get out. That's why God sends Jesus. When God sends Jesus, he sent to escape. The minute you get in Christ, you get in righteousness. Why? Because God's not going to have, he ain't going to have no unright standing with you. He got to have right standing with you to fellowship with you. Not because sin, he did away with sin. You understand this? He did away with sin once and for all. That's what you got to see. We're going to look at Hebrews before we go. He did away with sin once and for all. Sin's done. Sin, sin is a problem for an unrenewed mind, not for a renewed mind. It ain't got no power over you. It's powerless. And here's the problem. Once you get law, you get rid of sin. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of the law, get rid of sin. The thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Just stay in faith. The only shall not you got is in faith or out of faith. That's it. All you got to do is believe. Force yourself to believe. Listen to this. Consequently, the man who has received, you better get this. You got to pull this in. Now, give me five minutes. I'm going to go in a minute. He can play in a minute. Consequently, the man who has received the nature of God, now, you've seen the problem with the sin, but here it is. We got this new life of Christ. The man who has received the nature of God has automatically become the righteousness of God in Christ. You get that? Because the minute you got born again, God cannot be separated from himself. You see this? Why am I down here being goofy? You don't know who you are. Once we figure out who we are, goofy leaves. You know Goofy? You know what I mean? You know what it is? He know what Goofy is. He's at Disney. He's a big old dog. He walks around like that. Don't be Goofy. Stop walking in here like, you don't know. You better know who you are. Amen? You got it? Ready? Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. He may not know it, the man that's in Christ, he may not know it, and he may not take advantage of it, but it's true. The dominion of sin consciousness over the church has been fostered and developed and made a reality by the preaching that we heard in the church. Sin consciousness came with the fall of man, but I got news for you, when man was partaking of spiritual death, but I got news for you, look at Romans 5, here we go, now here we going now, just come with me, go to Romans 5, 12, and then we're going to go to Hebrews real quick, go to Romans 5, 12, we're going to read 12, we're going to read a lot. But we're going we're gonna to believe God that we could, God's going to speed it up. But let's just read 12 through 21. And I'll, t- I'll read the Hebrew stuff next week. Because if I, if I read more than that, I'm going to blow you out. Okay? We're going to read all the way through 12 through 21. We're doing a lot of Bible reading. You know what I mean? You know, you go to church, right? You're going to be like, I told him in the morning service, I ain't, no, ain't going to be showing up here no charade tricks. <laughs> go to church like, do you, have an, do you have illustrations? Yeah, I'm going to illustrate the Bible and you're going to do it. Do you, have a, do you have a self-help technique for the word of God? Yeah, you sit there and listen to it and believe what I tell you about you and you'll become it. Okay? You going to have smoke come out the sky? No. Say magic mountain. <laughs> Crying out loud. Give me a break. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to engage? What are you going to do to engage the people? Let me loose. <laughs> you engaged? Are you engaged yet? I'll throw a chair. I'll get everybody engaged. I'm, I'm about ready to throw... Pastor Chris, are you safe? Yeah, I, I, pretty good. I'm pretty there. I'm there. Are you qualified? I got paperwork that says I'm qualified, but I don't know. Sometimes I second guess it. I said, God, you said peculiar. I'm definitely beyond peculiar. I might be out in left field, but it's working. So I'm going to read the Bible. What else you need besides this to get happy? You want me to come up here with a little, oh, are you going to come up here with a thing? No, I ain't going to come up here with nothing. I'll come up here with the word of God. You, you see it? You see it? How many, is he going to read nine scriptures? I might read 11 scriptures. Uh, well, get over it. We're going to get you out. You'll be good for lunch. But are you here? You need this. You know, there's power in the word of God for you to become it. Paul said it like this. Now, I'm smart enough to know. I didn't come here with demonstration of man. I came here with demonstrations of the word of God and power of the Holy Ghost. It's in the word. 
Jesus said there's power in the word. The anointing's in the word. So when I'm reading it, guess what I was doing? It's hitting you in the head and making you see and believe things about you you can't see and believe without the word of God because the word of God's the power. The, the, the vessel ain't the power. There's a part of the power in the vessel, but there's power in that word. You get up here and read it. You guys, there's as much power. There's power in the word. See what I'm saying? So you're going to let this lose. So I said all that to say this. So when you hear it, this is what I'm saying about you. Now watch this. We're going to read a lot. Therefore, just as sin came in the world through one man, Adam, and death through that sin. You see that? You see that? Sin came in with death through disobedience. Did you get it? So man disobeyed Adam. Sin came in and so did death. Sin and death run together. Okay? See that? And death. And death. So death spread to all the people. No one being able to stop it or escape its power. That's the whole mankind. That's why your lost friends are dying and going to hell. You understand that? All your lost friends are dying and going to hell, and you got to be, let me, listen to me. All your lost friends are dying and going to hell, and if they don't hear the gospel, it's your fault because you're being a baby about sharing it. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to get, when you're going to get your neighbor mad, how mad is he going to be when he steps in hell and know you knew the truth all the while, but you punked out and didn't tell him? Oh, I don't like you, Pastor Chris. I don't know if I like you. We'll talk about it later. 513. Look, I'm being serious, man. Stop being those little baby Christians at work. I can't talk about the gospel. Take somebody to lunch. Stop being cheap. Spend eight bucks and buy somebody a hamburger for crying out loud. They say, hey, I want to really talk to you. I know at work we're not supposed to talk about this, but I'm, I'm a Christian. The people at work know you say? Yeah, here's the problem with some of you. Well, I'm not really good. They ain't good neither. I didn't get in because of good. They probably like it. Go tell them you say. You can be saved and act like you act. Praise God. There's hope for me. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. And I ain't getting no cheap seat in heaven neither. I've been to the ball game. You know where you go up on the rafters? We ain't going to sit there when we go. I've been up there, way, way up there. Them seats stink. You need binoculars to see the game. I've been on the floor too. A lot better on the floor. Reach out and touch them. I, I thought I could reach out. I said, praise God, that's LeBron James. Hallelujah. I'll reach out and grab him. I really wouldn't. They'd throw you out. Right? Sin. <laughs> sin. Look, what am I trying to tell you? There's good seats. If somebody tells you sit at the good seat, why are you sitting in the nosebleeds? You understand what I'm saying? Amen. That's where God wants you to sit. Take your spot. Amen. Wasn't my idea, because some of you were weird. I wouldn't give you that seat. <laughs> but he wants to give it to you, take it. Sin was committed in the world before the law was given. You see this? So before everything showed up, sin was here. That's why the law showed up was to reveal the sin that was in the earth. So when he said, thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that, that's a cute little thing you leave on your wall, but let me tell you what it does. It shows man, we need a savior. I can't do that, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. What am I, I'm in trouble. He said, yeah, that's what you need to know. My son's going to get you all out, but you got to realize sin is a problem. Because where there is no, that's why, remember when you were a sinner? You were professional, some of you sinning. You know what I'm saying? You didn't care until you got the truth. Now the truth produced conviction, and you're like, dang, man, I shouldn't be living like this. I needed Jesus to get me out because I ain't getting out by myself. Remember when you tried to be good? Try to go to church? Remember all you were drunk and shot out? Yeah, God, please, if you could just get me through this hangover, praise be to God, I'll, still, I'll come to church next week. You lie. You lie. You people are so bad because you lie in church, and then y'all want to go, well, I don't know what he's talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You got in trouble. You're like, God, if you get me out, I'll, I'll, I'll even give some money. <laughs> I'll start that tithing stuff if you can get me out of this one. Woo! Jesus, help me. Sin was committed in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone who there is no law against it. See it? He took it. Watch. Yet death rules over mankind from Adam to Moses, the lawgiver, even over what? Those who had not sinned. That's everybody. You were born in it. Whether you're good or bad, you're born in it. You were a sinner. I didn't do nothing wrong. You're still paying the price for sin. That's not fair. Well, guess what? It wasn't fair. Adam is the type of him, Christ, who was to come, but then the reverse. What does that mean? Keep going. Adam brought destruction, but Christ brought salvation. Here we go. Keep going. We're going to read all the way to 21. But you can play. But the free gift of God, my God in heaven, it's like Costco, Walmart, BJ's, going there. What you got? Samples. Free samples, baby. Y'all be in there. You know you do it. You eat it. Take a bite. The kids eat it and throw it away. They don't like it. I give it to Jay. It's fizzing in the cup and I got to throw it away. Why? I don't care. It's free. Throw it in the garbage. Just take it. You don't like it? Spit it out. Spit it out on the floor. I don't care. I'll pick it up and throw it away. Why? Because free samples need to be taken. Free gifts. 
You ever get a gift? You ever get a good gift? You ever get something nice? You ain't giving that back. You ever get something nice from somebody and then come around them later and think, man, I hope they don't ask for this back? <laughs> hey, I was, you know what you need to do? Don't wear the stuff. Sometimes I get nervous wearing the stuff people gave me around them people. They might have a change of heart. <laughs> Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. It's true, right? But the free gift of God is not like the what? Trespass, because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. Woo! I said, what do you say? The gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man. It's a gift. For if many died by one, Adam's trespass, Adam's sin, much more abundantly did the grace of God. And the free gift that comes by the grace of God of one man, Jesus Christ, overflow the benefit to many. Woo, here we go. Keep going. We're going all the way to 21. Nor is this gift of grace like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, judgment came on all following the sin, resulting from the one's trespass and brought condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift from Jesus resulted in many trespasses, brought justification, the release from sins penalty for those who believe. What? It's better. For if by the trespass of one Adam, death reigned through the one Adam, much more surely those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And the free gift. How many of you received the abundance of grace? How many of you are receiving the free gift of righteousness? How many of you are receiving the reigning in life through Jesus Christ? Keep going. Come on, man. Look at this. So then, as through one trespass, Adamson, there resulted condemnation for all men. Even so, through the act of one righteous man, there resulted justification in the life of all men. That's Jesus. Keep going. Watch this. And acceptable to God, wait, wait. And acceptable to God and brought into right standing with Him. That's what God's plan was. Make you acceptable to Him, bring you right down. Watch 20 and then 21. But the law came to increase and expand the awareness of the sin, the trespass, by defining and amassing sin. But where sin increased, God's remarkable, oh my God, God's remarkable, gracious gift of grace, His unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased all the more. Watch this. Watch this. Just read this slow. We're done. So that as sin reigned in... Come on, let's read it. So that as sin reigned in death, grace reigns through what? Which brings pop it into King James real quick. Let him look at Romans 5.21, please. And then you're done. You can stand up on your feet while she's doing it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.